This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, wakey, wakey. It's uh, perhaps time for you to get up and get around and get into the day. And you might want to start planning some of the things you can do. We know a lot uh, about the red light setting has meant some changes and cancellations to events, but other things are still going on and we can talk about them. And it's my great pleasure this morning to talk about an opportunity to do something quite rare. You uh, might have been following the story about canine medical detection. They've been doing some brilliant work, uh, their mission to improve the health of New Zealanders by using specially trained dogs working in a controlled clinical environment to assist in the detection of cancer and other diseases. And uh, on the awesome morning show a few months ago, we caught up with Melanie Kerr about that wonderful success story. Here's another opportunity to support the work they do. We'll Explore that uh, now with Melanie Kerr. Melanie, uh, Morena, good to have you with us. Atamaria, Jeff. Thank you so much for taking time for us this morning. I'm really excited to be with you. I'm excited to be talking about this opportunity because it's um, a relatively rare one to uh, do uh, a walk across Saddle Hill. The Saddle Hill hike is lined up for the 27th of February as a fundraiser for Canine Medical Detection New Zealand. Uh, and we're pleased to say that at this point, Melanie, all, it's all systems go. It is all systems go, and the team at Canine MD are really grateful to Rotary for actually choosing us to be their charity of choice this year. And I know, you know, the uh, the Saddle Hill is such an iconic um, space in Dunedin and Otago, indeed, and the opportunity to hike it is very rare indeed because it's all privately owned farmland. So I think we need to get our hiking boots on on the 27th of February, that's a Sunday, and um, and make the most of this opportunity. Um, it should be fun. Now we'll talk about the event in just a moment, but for, for those listeners who aren't perhaps familiar with uh, the work that uh, K-Line Medical Detection do, um, perhaps you could bring us up to date. I mean, last time uh, we spoke, Melanie, it was in the wake of a bit of publicity about one particular uh, dog who was having great success uh, with detection rates for cancer. How have the last few months been going? Well, it's been a really exciting time, Jeff, with the canine medical detection team being extremely busy prior to Christmas. And yes, as you alluded to, um, Levi's validation last year was a very exciting time. We might just have, we've got a minute, I might go over that with you. But uh, leading up until Christmas, um, we've been completing three blind randomised control trials for both bowel cancer and prostate cancer. Now, for everyone's information, a blind randomised control trial is where the trainer of the dogs themselves doesn't know whether a sample is positive, that is containing cancer, or negative. And so they're relying solely on the dog to indicate. And now the success rate for these trials was 100%. So this is world leading. And this is the work that's being done right out there at Invermeh by the team at K9MD. So K9MD work alongside a clinical team um, and they worked with 400 samples. Now we've got the four dogs in training. Levi is a beautiful um, black German Shepherd, as is Weta, and those dogs are training to detect bowel cancer. We've got gorgeous Magic, who's a sweetheart. He's a golden retriever, and and Frida, and Frida's a beautiful long-haired uh, uh, German Shepherd, and they're both being trained to detect prostate cancer. And we've got Wee Ace, who's kind of the baby and the darling of the team. Ace is a Springer Spaniel who's just celebrated his first birthday and he's looking to be trained um, coming into this year, hopefully for ovarian cancer. Um, I think y- you can imagine it takes a lot of um, 
uh, of training. And, you know, cancer's wasp detected at an early stage are more likely to be tre- treated successfully and starting with that treatment when the cancer is small and can find greatly improves people's survival rates. So I think it's a, it's a really great thing to know. And I, an interesting fact, Jeff, is that a dog's sense of smell can detect stable concentration thresholds of one to two parts per trillion. And if you're trying to get your head around what does that mean, <laughs> that's comparable, Jeff, to detecting one teaspoon of sugar diluted into two Olympic-sized swimming pools of water. So think about Moana pools and two of their Olympic-sized pools, and you put one teaspoon of sugar, and our dogs can detect that. So, um, you know, it's incredible dogs having way more scent receptors in their nose than people. Um, it's 40 times larger there. Um, the, the part of the brain that detects scent is 40 times larger than that of a human. So they can distinguish scents so easily. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing and, it, and indeed is another example of why we call them our best friend, man's best friend. Melanie, those numbers are staggering and, and so encouraging. Um, but uh, there has to necessarily be a very rigorous process before um, mm. the dogs can be introduced into uh, any you know reliable you know, clinical setting. So Levi's success around that, and, and where are we tracking with the others? Oh, they're all doing incredibly well, and yes, you're absolutely right. Um, canine medical detection dogs undertake vigorous training. Actually, they're, they're purposely bred dogs or at least they're dogs that are bred or chosen from um, specifically bred uh, working stock so their training begins right from selection I guess and they, they're trained at purpose design facilities out at Ag um, Research at Invermay and all training is recorded with a specialised computer program and it's analysed by a biostatistician um, the, the, the results are recorded into that software program that's been especially designed for the canine MD team Video recording is imperative. All that video recording is then sent off to the United States for peer review by an international expert on canine scent detection. So it's the strictest guidelines and conditions um, for the validation of all these training sessions. Um, obviously, because you know lives are potentially at stake, and the aim is, of course, to save lives. The um, the success is so significant that uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the detection rates that are being shown here from the dogs are higher in terms of success rate than, than some of the methods that we've been traditionally relying on. Well, I, that, that is correct in some cases, Jeff, and I think it's really important to realise that um, the, the, the testing methods that are available and canine MD's work is not mutually exclusive. We are absolutely... Um, our aim is to work alongside... Um, the other testing um, regimes that are in place. Um, so we absolutely um, acknowledge and respect their work, and, and, it's, uh, and they're, as I say, not mutually exclusive. But yes, we have had incredible results. Um, that validation for Levi um, back in the middle of last year consisted of 400 samples, and it was completed over five consecutive days under the strictest of guidelines and conditions, of course, with an independent observer present. Now, um, those results that Levi recorded, um, he was he was detecting in concentration ratios from 100% down to 6% for the validation. Now, Levi successfully detected positive bowel cancer samples in 984 percent of the time and he ignored the samples that did not contain cancer 
100% of the time. So these dogs are doing incredible work. It's, it's, and it's scientifically based. As I said, you know, everything's strictly recorded and um, uh, under the most you know, strictest of, of controls. So where are, we actually, where are we actually at in terms of, you know, is Levi now you know, employed in that role um, in, in detection? I mean, are we past the phase now of the training well, and the testing? Or, you know, where's that? Well, yes, unfortunately, no, the training continues. Um, as you would expect with anyone working in those fields of medicine, they go through years and years of, of qualifying and training, and, and Levi is now um, commencing stage two of his training, which is a diagnostic test accuracy in real world conditions, which means that he will be detecting cancer in patient urine samples. Um, and so, of course, you can imagine the paperwork um, it would be wonderful if it was just as easy as getting people to donate urine samples, but there's an enormous amount of paperwork required to start work on patient urine samples. You just can't take samples from anyone. Everything must follow the strictest of procedures and guidelines. And um, I think that it's, I think it's important to reiterate at this point, Jeff, that our dogs don't go out into public and sniff people because we get asked that quite a lot oh is your dog going to come around and sniff me and see if I've got <laughs> cancer well it doesn't quite work like that just to reiterate and clarify so um, so we're basically moving into that next stage which is a diagnostic test accuracy in real world conditions so yeah. so exciting and, and certainly you know who wouldn't want to support the work of this charitable trust and so here we have this opportunity that's coming up on the 27th of February to, to hike over Saddle Hill um, what can you tell us about what's planned Melanie? Well um, it's going to be a fun day out for everyone um, I think that we'll be gathering, we're, we're praying for a day just like this, or even warmer and sunnier, because it's always like this in Dunedin, Jeff, so we're planning for a day like this. Um, the Mosgill Rotary Club have organised this amazing walk. Um, it's Just to mention, it's not really suitable for push chairs. Um, I think you need some good hiking boots. It's not a hard walk, but if you just take your time, the views are spectacular. It'll be well marked with Rotarians guiding you along all the way. Um, it's not a guided walk, but it's really important to nominate the time that you'd like to start walking, and walking starts from 9.30 on the Sunday, the 27th. Um, so it's, uh, there'll be um, lots of fun people walking. It's just, it's just that wonderful opportunity to get up Saddle Hill. You know, we drive past it as we go over the motorway back and forth every day, and you never get think you're ever going to get the chance to walk up it. So I myself am particularly excited to be there and... Um, enjoying this local icon. It's 820 feet from car park to summit. So it's just under 3K round trip. So it's a pretty exciting opportunity. So come along. Are you? Will you be there, Jeff? Oh, look, I, I've, I, I, I have <laughs> got, I've got a decent pair of, uh, of, of walking shoes now. There's absolutely no reason why I couldn't do it and shouldn't do it. So, yeah, look, why not? Now, Melanie, <laughs> it is important. I know it was planned even before Red that uh, you might have to stagger the groups as they walk um, through just for all sorts of reasons, including health and safety. So the best thing to do is what to – do you book? To, time to for departure or, yeah. Yes, yes. So if they just um, pop along and register um, to walk, the, to do the walk, then they'll be um, assigned times. And if you just uh, register a time that you'd like to walk, um, and I'm not sure if you have the, it's, if they go to Eventbrite, 
um, and look for the Saddle Hill Hike online to register. Yeah, that's um, how that, I found it. That's nice and yes. easy. So that's eventbrite.co.nz yes. and bright yes. is spelled B-R-I-T-E, eventbrite.co.nz, right. uh, Saddle Hill Hike, and uh, that'll take you to what you need. Cost is $20 for adults, 5 bucks for children, uh, $45 for a family pass. That's two adults and up to four children. So that's a, that's an amazing price for this opportunity. Mm. And just to note that vaccine passes will be required for over 16s. Um, in terms of uh, you know what you need to put on your, your your feet, just generally good walking shoes or boots. Absolutely. And if I could just be so bold as to say, if anyone's interested in the work that's happening at Canine MD, um, they'd like more information. If they pop along to the, uh, our website, which is caninemd.org.nz, they'll be able to find out a lot more about what's going on. And if you're a Facebook type of person, you can go online and see lots of photos of our beautiful dogs um, uh, at work and in their recreational hours and if you just follow Canine uh, MD on Facebook so that's a really wonderful way of supporting as well. Absolutely and uh, while we've been talking about dogs there is a strict no dogs policy for the walk in case, oh, you, in case you were wondering <laughs> would have been a good opportunity for Levi and others to get out and meet others yeah. uh, but uh, we can understand this is farming property after all and, and it's a rare uh, and special opportunity that we've got to do this. So uh, and also you can bring along some cash and FPOS for refreshments uh, because there's going to be a barbecue you uh, before or after you, you walk that's the plan at the moment anyway we you know if anything changes under red we'll let you know but um sunday february the 27th between 9 30 and 4 o'clock your opportunity to do the saddle hill hike to support the canine medical detection new zealand charitable trust melanie kerr amazing uh, to hear from you and 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 um we're looking forward to this opportunity thanks so much for taking some time to join us on the awesome morning show Jeez. Thank you, Jeff, and I'd just like to take this opportunity to thank you for your ongoing support and thank the listeners because without the support, um, well, we couldn't continue to do this amazing work. So um, much love and thanks to you all. So thank you and have a great day. Kia ora, Mel. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.